Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Anne Laurie Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hi, Will Nell. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Plus Her Journey podcast. I'm happy to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So let's dive right into your stepmom story. So tell me a little bit about the beginning of your stepmom journey. How did it all begin? Um, so... This year is going to make me six years of <laughs> being a stepmom. Uh, and the crazy thing about it, when my husband and I got married, we lived across country from one another for the first year and a half. <laughs> so that was interesting, uh, being a stepmom from, like, across the country. And um, my only, I would say, being emotionally um, supported to him in that way because I wasn't there physically. Um, so I was in Arizona, and he was in New Jersey. I lived in New Jersey before. That's where my husband and I met. And then I um, relocated to Arizona for a few years. Um, So while I was in Arizona, um, you know, I would make sure, you know, ask him about the kids, how are they doing, support him, um, just emotionally, because that was when we dealt with a lot of issues, (laughs) even though I wasn't there personally. that was when he, you know, was being denied seeing his kids um, because mom wasn't happy that he moved on, that he got married. And so that was kind of a punishment for him. So that was a tough time to kind of help him through that, but not being there physically to support him. Um, and then about a year and a half, which uh, was 2017, was when I relocated back to New Jersey and he and I moved in together. And my stepmom rolled kind of transformed. When you were living in Arizona, how often would you come and visit? Um, Because I want to know what it was like building a relationship with the stepchildren with you being so far away. Um, So I would come, I want to say maybe like once a year, I would come to New Jersey. He traveled over to us um, because I was in school um, at the time. So it was harder to travel being in school and working. And so for him, it was a little bit easier. So, like, every three months, he will come to spend time. And, like, once a year, um, usually doing, like, the winter break is when I will come and spend a little bit more time in Jersey before going back to Arizona. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine that being far away, it's it's hard to build that relationship um, with the stepkids. You and I had talked about also your husband being separated from the children and the, and the challenges with that. So how did you support him during those t- challenging times? Um, mainly it had to do with just emotional support, um, just encouraging him for him not to give up, uh, letting him know that I was there for him, whatever it is he felt was best or necessary it is, you know, fighting for his children. I was there to support him. And I did that for a while, like, reminding of court dates or, you know, like, talking about uh, things that he might want to kind of express when he go to court 
all of those things, but he's prepared um, mentally for that. So while I was in Arizona, those were the things that I did, and those were all that I could do at the time. Um, whereas when we did move in together, it kind of gave him that physical support because he had more of a foundation um, to actually be able to fight for his children because now he it wasn't just him where – Although his family was in New Jersey, you know, at that time it was a little bit more difficult for him to kind of fight for custody of his kids or fight for more time because he worked in, like, who's going to, you know, be with them while I'm at work and all of those things, you know. So us living together made it possible for him to be even, to go even harder to make sure that his children had him in, in, in their life. And how was that transition like for you, being away for a few years and then you guys moving in together? Um, how was that transition for you and how was it for the children? So, um, well, we were blessed in the sense that we're, we didn't struggle so much in uh, when it came to the children, more so of the difficulty with the parents um, of the children. Um, because, like, even the kids were, you know, even though we didn't have that physical relationship when I was living far away, um, like, they were aware of who I was, and we had, you know, like, some type of bond. And when, you know, I did go visit, we would, you know, have the kids if possible. And so they knew who I was. And the thing is, when we when I moved to New Jersey, so that summer we got the chance to really bond with our second older son because he came to spend the summer with his dad, and so you know we had a chance to kind of build that relationship. And then his older son as well, he will come back and forth. So it was the two middle kids that um, the distance was was really there because mom was given the most difficulty when it comes to the kids being around. Uh, and so, but the fact that I think one of the things that made it easier and something that I admire my husband about because um, he has four other kids um, with three other women and then we have one together. But he always made sure that all of his kids knew each other and they had a relationship with one another despite whatever was going on. So I think them having that relationship with one another, um, when we all come together, even though I was somewhat new in the picture, they still had that comfort level because they have bonds with their siblings. And they're like, all right, coming over to dad house, you know, we're going to be hanging out with everybody. So that kind of made it easier um, for us. And something that I did that I feel like made the transition even better, I allowed them to be kids. And I give them the room to kind of receive me and grow to get to know me as I grew to get to know them. Nothing was forced on them where they felt pressure or felt like they have to have certain type of relationship with me. But mm -hmm. in the same notion as well, I've always been a structured person. So even, if, even though they had their space to kind of get to know me at the same time, they also knew there were certain things that they followed when it came to our home. So it wasn't like a free-for-all just because, you know, you come to dad, like, however so often. So they knew when they came to that house, there are certain things that was allowed, there are certain things that wasn't allowed. And my husband played a huge part in that in helping me set that ground of expectation, you know, for the kids while I give them room to kind of build up and create a relationship with me 
and form their own um, ideas of who they thought I was and, you know, what type of relationship they would like to have with me. Mm, I love that. Yeah, you allowed it to happen naturally. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to a stepmom who went from a part-time stepmom and these, seeing her stepchildren here and there to going to a full-time stepmom where the children have moved in? And I hate using the words part-time stepmom, full-time stepmom, childless stepmom, you know, those labels, but it does help us yeah. to kind of understand the situation and the the different um, factors in, you know, different stepmom journeys. What advice would you give to a stepmom who the husband has gained full custody and now the children are moving in permanently. She's going to be there 24 seven and having to be more involved. What? Um, one thing I would definitely say was a great help because um, the kids didn't move in with us right when I relocated back to New Jersey in 2017. Um, it was a year later. Uh, I believe it was summer of 2018 when um, the kids came to move with us. And at the time we were, um, really fighting. Um, Initially, my husband wanted his second oldest son um, to move in with him because he was struggling school-wise, and we were in a better school district that he wanted to kind of give him that opportunity, but his mom was completely against it. That's going to happen whatsoever. Um, And then the two kids that we had the most struggle with in fighting, going back and forth to court to um, make sure that, you know, they had their dad and that, you know, their dad had them and they would be able to see their siblings and all of that. Those were the two that we didn't even expect that, you know, we would get the opportunity so soon for them to live with us. But it so happened, and God is just amazing, um, that they, we got the opportunity for them to come to live with us before the other kids that we were initially trying to get. And then when they came, um, I guess, I don't know, um, our other son, mom, felt a little bit more comfortable knowing that his other siblings um, was there, so she agreed to it. But what made the transition of faith for me easier was I already had the foundation laid down when they were coming, like every other weekend. So it was as if they were living there. They were already a part of the family. So they already knew the rules. They already knew the expectation. They already knew, you know, things that they would help out around the house with. Um, so that when they did move in with us, it wasn't anything new. It was just that you're staying here at a longer time now versus before where you will come like every other weekend. Um, so I think that's where a lot of times there's a struggle when that shift happened from having the kids every other weekend to now you have them maybe permanently for, or just for a longer time, whereas um, some, you know, step parent might feel like, oh, since we don't see them that often, maybe we don't allow, you know, we're not going to let them to do all the things that a family member in the house would do to have all of the responsibility, right? But for me, I didn't do that. I, they were, even though they came infrequently, they were a part of the family. So while you're there, you're washing dishes and you know all of these expectations and things. So when they, when they did move in, it was a smoother transition for them. And I would say the most difficult part would just be the fact that you know, they're not used to living with dad, they're used to living with mom. And so now that's like the kind of shift for them. But what they expect living with dad, they already knew, because that's what they had, even when they were coming every other weekend. I like that. So you basically set yourself up for success. Yeah. Okay, so one thing I want to circle back on, because I'm just curious, how is it dealing with 
different mothers because you said that your husband has four children and with three different mothers. Mm -hmm. There's always challenges that come with the stepmom dealing with the biological mother. But what what is it like to have to deal with three different mothers? Or do you, do you have a desire to even have a relationship? <laughs> it looked like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Been easy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm curious because I'm like, we don't even want to deal with one. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's three people, right? And it's three different personality that you're dealing with. And it's so happy in our case, and I laugh at it all the time, in our case, we have three different kind of like conflict level, almost like the meter. <laughs> so we have yes. one who will fit into like the high conflict category. We have one who fits into the medium conflict category. And then we have one who um, low conflict, a little bit more passive aggressive. And so it's been interesting. Um, but something that kind of helped me was, letting my husband to be the one to deal with them because he's the one who has children with them, not me. And so, and I support my husband, you know, on the other side. So he's the middleman. Um, and what, what he will make decisions, I know, when it comes to the kids with them, but before he finalized anything with them, we talk about it. And we'll talk about it. He gets my input. And he makes his final decision. He lets them know what his ideas is when it comes to dealing with the children. So that made it a whole lot easier, um, you know, for me. Uh, where we struggle the most happens to be with, like, the high-conflict uh, mom because, like I said, we dealt with a lot of back and forth to court on some unnecessary things, you know. Um, before the kids came to live with us, it would be my husband would go to pick the kids up when he's you know, when it's his time to pick them up, and I, she wouldn't show up, or she would be like five hours later, um, just crazy things. And so, and the basis behind that is she doesn't like me, she doesn't want me in her children's life, so she's gonna try mm -hmm. whatever it is. And and so, where sometimes I had to step in um, and kind of you know have a conversation with her when it has to do with, all right, so now you are attacking me and I'm, I don't like conflict. So I kind of just let things roll off. And so it would be a lot of bashing text messages sent to my husband, you know, about me and how, you know, I'm the most terrible and I'm doing this and that to her children and all of that. And so usually I don't let those things get to me. Me and my husband will talk about it. I'm like, I know that's how she is. Um, but every once in a while, depending on what it is, for example, when um, uh, two of our kids first came to live with us, um, mom was inactive for a long period of time. I believe like about seven months or so she was inactive. And it could be for a very reason because it's, it's hard. You know, I tried to put myself in her shoes knowing that your child is somewhere you don't want your child to be. And so that was probably uh, mentally, emotionally for her to kind of handle, and maybe she needed some time, whatever. But during that time, I was primarily mom in their life who would take care of them and, <laughs> and nurture them and do everything mom needed to do. And so then when she started being inactive, um, when she started being active back in their lives, um, and then the criticism came for things that, you know, I was doing while she wasn't there. And so I was like, you know what, this is too much. So I actually reached out to her and I told her and I try not to be, um, 
like pointing the finger, well, like you didn't do this, you didn't do that, but it was more so, you know, like I've been doing these things for them for this amount of time because I love and I care about them. So if I did something that you feel like you didn't like or you feel like you want to be the person in charge of doing that, you can simply just ask, you know, say, oh, I would like to be the person who does X, Y, and Z. Um, but don't criticize me for doing something when you wasn't there. Um, and I guess that kind of shows that, okay, I'm gonna, uh, I see that she's putting a barrier up, she's putting boundaries up, and so I'm going to find another way to try to attack her in a sense, right? And so she's the one that I have struggled with out of all of the moms the most. Like everybody else, I just let them, you are who you are, you have your opinion of me, that's okay. Um, you're going to come to terms when you feel like coming to terms. So, like, I speak to two of his um, children's mother. Like, we will have family gathering together uh, this year and was it last year or 2019, I think right before the pandemic, we were able to have um, the children's birthday party where they could have both of their parents and their stepmom there, um, which was like a new a new step for us because we didn't have that before, right? Um, where it came to a place where, you know, one of the moms could verbally tell me, you know what, like, thank you for helping take care of our child and that they actually appreciated. But with like the high conflict one, we are not there yet. And I don't desire to have a relationship with her. And I think that's one of the things that helped me is because um, I, I see a lot of stepmoms who struggle when they they feel like things will be better when they're friends with bio mom. But, mm-hmm. like, you don't have to be friends with bio mom in order for you to have, like, peace in your home. Uh, you just have to have boundaries so that you know that you're not allowing certain things to kind of impact you that you don't have control over. Right, so I never had that desire to be the friends, but I did try my best to be respectful to them um, and to handle whatever disrespect that they may bring to me to handle it um, in a way that makes it a lot easier, you know, for me where I'm not taking it so hard to the core. And so I allowed the relationship, just like I did with the children, I allowed the relationship to kind of grow naturally where they were able to form their own opinion of me over time and they saw what I did in their children's life and how I loved their children. And, you know, they decided to kind of let their guards down. Whereas with the one who is more hard, uh, high conflict, she's not there yet. And I'm okay with that because I'm confident in who I am and I'm confident in how I care about our children and the love and support that I give them. So when she says negative things about me, I know it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with her and her reality that she has created and has decided to hold on to. Right. Well, you told no lies. It sounds like a lot. Um, It sounds like a lot, but you have to protect your sanity. So I love your approach where you let your husband take the lead on in terms of communication and relationship and dealing with them. You know, you create boundaries and I agree with you. You don't have to like or have a, you know, you don't have to be besties. There has to be boundaries and there has to be respect. So I absolutely agree with your approach. And yeah, it seems to be working well because that's the only way you could do it, right? It, it's it's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, no, it is. And I mean, it wasn't easy and it didn't happen for me, you know, like overnight. It's something I had to learn constantly. And when I, you know, reflected on myself, the things I was going to going through and just where I was emotionally is like, 
I don't want to be here. That's right. when I had to start to figure out ways to make things better, you know, like for myself. So as hard as, as, hard as it was to step away from trying to know everything that was going on, because that was one of the things I struggled with. Like, I wanted to know everything that was going on. And so, and <laughs> with men and women, like men could see a, a like a, five paragraph text messages and they're just gonna glance over it versus mm-hmm. us where when we read it like we we're looking at every single detail and we're analyzing every single word so when she sent those messages you know like to my husband and like he was sharing with me um i saw that it was having a more negative effect on me than i should have been allowing it to and because i was take time to like read it and i'm processing it and i'm thinking about it then it's like my whole day is gone or my whole week depending on what it is and so i came to the realization i had to tell my husband i said you know what i'm here to support you and i want to know what's going on however i don't need to know every single detail so I don't want you like forwarding me, you know, her messages or whatever that she sent because I, I, I noticed that it just wasn't doing anything good for me and I'm stressing over it and I'm worrying over it. So if she sends you something that you feel like you have to talk to me about because you want my input or you just want me to listen, you know, like let me know and you can just summarize it for me and we can talk about it, but don't send me the messages anymore. And then I had to fight myself, you know, not to look in his phone when he started, you know, honoring my request or not sending me the message so that I could, I had to fight myself um, because mm-hmm. it's hard not knowing <laughs> what's going on. But knowing everything she was sending wasn't beneficial to my health, my sanity at all. So I had to Absolutely put even that boundary not. on myself. Absolutely not. You have to protect your peace. Would that be a tip you would give to a fellow stepmom who is having trouble with disengaging? Yep, most definitely, because that saved me a lot. Because you would be having a good day, and, I mean, for some people, depending on where they are, if, you know, they're going through whatever it is they're going through, and so they want to make sure that you're, you know, just as miserable as they may be feeling, they have made it their mission. So you could be having a good day, and so they send something nasty. And then now your whole day is ruined because of that. And if Mm -hmm. you're anyone like me who, like, I cannot just, like, read something or hear something and leave it, I have to like analyze and process, then you carry that emotion, that negative feeling, you know, that anxiousness, you carry it with you for like a longer period of time, which end up impacting you in a terrible way. So it's hard, but it is possible to be able to disengage in that way by not having to know every single thing that that person is saying or every single detail, as long as you know the most important things, you know, when it comes to, like, the safety of your family, whatever schedule, you know, things that impact you in that way, that's good. But you don't have to know that they're calling you a B or they're accusing you that you did X, Y, and Z to the child, you know, especially when you're not doing those things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what would you say overall being a stepmom taught you about yourself? Um, It definitely shows you that you have strength that you didn't know you had mm-hmm. um, because it's not easy um, loving, you know, someone else's child as if it was your own. Or even if you haven't gotten to that point yet where you have that bond with the kids because you're still trying to figure it out. But just the fact that you're dealing with so much more than what you would deal with if you were just with your, you know, your spouse and it was just you, your spouse, and your kids, right, without the extra people because 
that's the thing about being a step parent. It's not just the children, but you also have extra people that's part of the relationship in some way that kind of um, impacts how you function daily and the things that you do daily, decisions and all of those things, right? And so being a stepmom has really, really shown me that I have an inner strength that I didn't know or didn't realize, you know, that I had. Um, okay. it, it took me pulling on that inner strength to be able to get through certain situations, um, to not allow certain things to kind of uh, bring me down and kind of just take control of me and for me to be able to just be who I am and be able to build the type of life that I desire within my walls, uh, regardless of what is going on outside of my walls. Right, right. I always love asking this question to my fellow stepmoms because it's so amazing to see their growth in their journey and how they've, you know, overcome some of the challenges they've had in their journey. And of course, how you overcame your challenges is helpful for another stepmom. Like she can learn from it and be encouraged by it if, you know, she's also experiencing her challenges. So let's switch gears. I want to talk to you about your platform, the Blended and Flourishing platform that you created. So what is the vision and the purpose behind it? The purpose behind it is to be able to uh, provide information to help uh, stepmoms out there for them to know that they, they, they have a purpose, you know, that they are not just a stepmom. Um, because we live in a society that has put such a negative um, outlook on what a stepmom is. Sometimes, you know, it makes us even ashamed to admit that we're a stepmom because then we feel like we're going to be judged. And then they're going to look at us and say, oh, I wonder if she treats her children, her stepchildren as well, you know. And so that's one of the things to let them know that, one, they are more than um, just a stepmom. Being a stepmom is part of who they are, but not all that they are. And two, to be able to provide them with resources to be able to navigate the stepmom journey and that they don't lose themselves in the process. That's one of the okay. biggest um, things for me is because I almost lost myself um, in the process. Um, and I was turning into somebody who that I wasn't. And I was miserable and, you know, I went through depression and anxiety and all of those things. And so it's definitely to help women not to lose themselves within their journey, um, right. to be able to hold on to who they are and be able to craft their life that they want and desire despite the challenges that come with being a step-parent. My journey started where when I was in the depth of all of the challenges and it felt like there was one thing after another, um, and I went to the internet looking for support. Um, I didn't know there was like this whole world out there of step parents and like step parents support and all of these things. I had no idea um, because I didn't know anybody personally that was a step parent. Um, so when I went searching the internet and I saw there was information out there and I went looking for groups um, and I saw there was group out there to help, but I saw a lot of negativity in those groups. I saw groups that had good intention, um, but the growth to just be in that negative space, it was too rampant in there and that wasn't what I wanted. And so that was what led me to create Blended and Flourishing to be able to um, let women know that it's okay for you to vent. It's okay for you to um, be upset about what you're going through, but it's not okay for you to stay there because staying okay. there is not going to change the situation, you know? And so to help and give them a different perspective to look at the situation so that they can be able to find the solution 
to improve it instead of just sitting there and being miserable. There are, obviously there's challenges in the journey. Obviously you need to vent, but just being in that negative space, it just is not beneficial. So I love that you have a positive platform where you try to encourage that moms, you try to help them. And it's not just about being in that negative space. So I also saw, I was looking at your Instagram page and I also saw that you created a 21 day devotional prayer journal. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yes. So I um, I was reading this uh, 30 days or something devotional prayer journal. Um, it was like a wife praying for her husband. And like each day you pray for a certain area of your husband's life, uh, whether it's like his finance, his mental health, his physical health. And so while reading, I was like, I would love to have something like this for stepmom. Um, and that idea just kept with me. So uh, one day God blessed me and he gave me the idea on what to create for stepmom and um like you said it's all for you you know keeping your um having your peace and keeping your peace you know it's a huge thing for you and it's the same thing for me too and um one of my things is that you can have your peace and your joy in the midst of the chaos um the chaos and the challenges does not have to go away in order for you to um be at peace um because to be honest things will never be perfect you know because we're dealing with people and everybody are not going to be on the same page all the time. So they're always going to be something. So are you going to say you're going to wait um, before you can be happy? You're going to wait before you're going to be at peace? Or are you going to try to find, you know, your peace within all of that? And so all of that is behind this prayer journal. So it's 21 days and it literally goes through a whole stepmom journey from her focusing on praying for herself um, from her focusing on praying for her marriage, um, decisions making. So I, I took the time to really look at the things that we go through in our stepmom journey that impacts us, and that will help us, you know, be able to keep our peace and joy in the midst of the chaos. And I broke it down into those things. So um, making uh, decisions with your spouse, you know, praying for those things, um, praying for uh, bonding with your stepchildren, um, disciplining your stepchildren, um, even uh, how the relationship that you have with the bio mom. So all of those things are in the journal. So each day is focused on one of those things. And it starts with the mom. You know, it starts with the stepmom. It starts with her focusing on herself, um, asking God for clarity. I have a day in there, it's day 12, and that's um, praying for clarity on your role as a stepmom, right? And so it's, it starts with her and then into her relationship, or into her spouse, and then their relationship, and then her relationship with the children, and then, you know, their uh, her children's relationship with their siblings as well, because that's another thing, too. Like, you know, we focus on that stepmom bond with the child, but also sibling bond, you know, is important, and that affects the relationship and how things, you know, how things progress. And so all of those are in the prayer journal. And I am a child of God, and so I know where I'm at and the progress that I've made in my family is not just because of me, but because of the grace of God. And I know the prayers that I have prayed and how he has answered and done some miracles in my life, you know. And so that's why I did the devotional prayer journal is how can a stepmom partner with God for the success of she and her stepfamily? 
Well, I love that. Listen, I love a good devotional. So where can I go to access that? Where is it available? When you go to Blended and Flourishing on Instagram, um, the link is in the bio for the devotional prayer journal. When you click on there, there's a couple of things on there, but you just see the one that says um, 21 Days Devotional Prayer Journal. You okay. click on that and it will take you to where um, you'll be able to purchase that. I will definitely get me a copy because I love a good devotional. And the fact that it's specific to the stepmom journey, that like that's amazing. So thank you for creating such a great resource for stepmoms out there. I've never seen a devotional specific to the stepmom journey. So I'm interested in getting a copy and going through it. And I will let you know once I've done my 21 days how that was for me. So lastly, the Plus Her, A Stepmom Journey, it's all about supporting, encouraging, and uplifting stepmoms along the journey while sharing their stories, but also to change that evil stepmom narrative that you mentioned earlier. In your opinion, how do you think we can change that evil stepmom narrative? Um, I think one of the ways is um, for us just coming together and having that support, um, supporting one another, and then also sharing content out there and where I, I see now, you know, there's a lot of people who are um, passionate about what we're doing in supporting, um, you know, stepmoms who are sharing more information out there on what it's like to be a stepmom and also showing acceptance, you know, instead of just um, sticking within this uh, square that society had initially put stepmom in due to all of these fairy tales and all of that or the unrealistic expectation of what it's like to be a step parent. So I think education is a huge one. So definitely getting information out there. Um, I will really love to see more like TV shows or movies that actually show a realistic picture of what it's like to be a step parent, um, you know, versus uh, unrealistic expectation that they have is um, either it's the evil stepmom or it's the instant stepmom where she comes in the family and everything just goes all well. And it don't happen like that for everyone. And majority of the people, it don't happen like that for them. Um, so definitely getting education out there. I feel like more step parent um, just coming out and being able to share their story so that we normalize um, our experiences. I think that's another huge one in changing that narrative. Right. I think we need to find that balance. Like you said, it's not just the evil stepmom or it's the one that dives right in and it's perfect we just need to find that realistic balance so i i definitely agree with you well thank you wilma i had a great time speaking to you today and learning about parts of your stepmom journey thank you so much for sharing with us where can the listeners find you and connect with you um they can definitely find me on instagram at blended and flourishing um, I do have a, a Facebook page, Blender and Flourishing, as well. Um, however, I'm more active on Instagram. Um, and so that's where you'll be able to find any updates of what's going on. And if you find me on there and you sign up to my mailing list, you get even firsthand detail on whatever it is that I'm working on in order to support my sister in this journey. Perfect. Well, thank you again for your willingness to share parts of your story with us today. It will definitely be a source of encouragement and hope for a fellow stepmom. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure sharing my story with you. If you're enjoying this podcast and have not already done so, please be sure to rate it and subscribe for more. And if you enjoyed today's episode, why not leave a review? 
Listen, I would love to continue this conversation with you. So connect with us at plus her on Instagram and Twitter. Upload a picture of this episode and tag us hashtag plus her podcast. And for those of you who are shy, shoot me an email. Hello at plus Tell me what resonated with you the most from today's episode. What struck a chord? Last but not least, I want you to remember to share this episode with a stepmama who needs it. Share it with a friend. Remember, sharing is caring. Until next time, hugs and kisses.